0: This podcast uses explicit language and touches on subjects that might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warning is in the description.
1: We asked, you answered. And delivered. Three pages of fanfics.
0: Fanfics,
1: We are going to read them all. This is going to be my bedtime story. You guys are incredible. We, again, for context, have celebrated our one year anniversary back in December. And this is sort of a celebration of that. This is sort of a celebration of all of the fans and everyone who listens to this podcast. We really appreciate you, especially like all of the people who submitted these fakes, You guys, you guys are the real ones. This is gonna be so much fun.
0: Yeah, I- This is so awesome. I'm really excited. This is what
1: I love about our Discord. I'm high-
0: If you're not part of the Discord, what are you doing? Yeah, you're
2: a loser
3: at this point. No, no. No,
0: come on. But yeah. If (laughs) yeah, if, If you wait any longer, it's not like it's money.
3: Leslie, Leslie doesn't like you if you're not in the Discord. That's we, just a fact.
0: We get into all kinds of things. You get, you know, little insights into future episodes. You get fan art from other fans, but you also get, you know, if we have any doodles, we'll put them in there. And, you know, there's also discussions of, like, today we were talking about the U.S. education system. <laughs> it was just random. You can talk yeah. about Baldur's Gate or, 3 with and me. You can <laughs> talk about your other campaigns. Sometimes we do one-shots. And um, the art doesn't have to be us you know a lot of people share just anything they're working on it's been become a really great place to find a community and you know make new friends hang out with people like they get up to everything it's a super active super friendly like awesome discord community so yeah. you should check it out
1: yeah long story short the uh link for that is in our podcast show notes yes it is
0: all right specifically there. should we just dive into it then
1: Let's get into it.
0: All right. This is when you give a rat a real ass goddamn gun, written by Roller Galaxy, otherwise known as Gene Lord of Stories and Smithing. 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 <laughs> Smithing. Let me redo that. I'm wow. sorry, Roller. Gene
4: Lord of <laughs> Stories and Smithing. Because
0: <laughs> he, he makes magic really, items. really yeah. fantastic magic That's items. That's right. Yeah. There's a whole like thread just of Roller's magic items, and they're amazing. Well, it's not just Roller. Roller's definitely started it, but anybody, if you've got a magic item that you've made, you can drop it in the Item Forge text channel in our Discord.
3: All right. Are we, uh, All are right. we ready? All right. <clears throat> we open on a scene of the Jean Bearers in Geltry's apartment. Frank is sitting at the table while Geltry is leaning back in the stained recliner. Hope is in the bathroom doing Nameless, and Velen is sitting cross-legged in the middle of the living room floor on his laptop. Rat scurries up to Frank, holding something in his tiny rat hands. Psst. Hey, Frank,
1: look what I found. Oh, oh, my, oh my god, is, is that a real ass goddamn gun? I found it hidden in Geltry's gunpowder drawer.
0: <gasps> Did someone say my name? Oh, oh. shit.
3: Uh, Geltry stands from the recliner and walks towards the duo, seeing the real ass GD gun in the process.
0: Ooh. Oh, is that a real ass goddamn gun?
1: Uh, Where'd guns. you get it? In your gunpowder drawer.
0: Really? I, I make a lot of guns, but I've never made a real ass goddamn gun. All Gimme. right. Gimme.
3: Here you go. Geltry is dead. Hope comes out of the bathroom as in well sighs and goes back to
5: his gun. <laughs> <day. laughs> That's awful. <laughs>
3: <laughs> love this part hope deadpan stares at you the viewer
0: Geltree is dead he was killed killed by a real ass goddamn gun
2: what a
1: tragedy that this could possibly happen to someone what a shame truly a shame five seconds of silence
0: hey guys
4: i'm back <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was beautiful Legendary, in fact. That was
0: wonderful. All right. And now a word from the author. Roller, can you hear us?
6: Yes, I can. Cause someone. Oh, I can't. Can. Wait, <laughs> I give can us a second. Give us a second, Roller. Give us a second. Us a second.
0: Please. <laughs> You're our first one. And we're live. Deacon, are you there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Deacon, and and, and we're
0: live. We're live.
1: We're live. Hello, roller. Welcome to the show.
0: Do you consent to uh, be recorded?
1: <laughs> it's yes.
0: Okay, uh. sweet.
5: <laughs> too,
1: too bad. We just had to double check.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't this have to post so, it if you didn't consent.
6: I, was, I guess I was just sitting there on VR, and then I see a notification on my Discord.
1: Yes, pulling That's you in is, here, then, drawing man. you in here. We just and
6: then read. I was to the podcast zone. Yes. This is strange. For all of you listeners out there listening to this, I am in a deep void. I cannot <laughs> see
1: anything. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Welcome to the audio zone.
0: We just did a dramatic reading of your beautiful work, your your premiere work, when welcome, you give a rat a real ass goddamn jungle. gun. Yes. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> what... What possessed you? Uh,
1: Geltry <laughs> what was just
0: possessed you to do this. Well, Geltry was just shot well, dead
1: by a gun and it's your fault. Well,
0: but uh, he brought me back.
6: What, uh what what I was uh originally thinking is what is the most shit post I can do? <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. mm, and yes. it worked.
0: Mm, I it, appreciate this tactic.
3: No, it was good. This is just another idea I can't use.
0: Real recognize <laughs> <with real. laughs> Yeah, Nick okay, is just so, crossing out things uh, in his sketchbook. Like, damn it, I can't give Rat a gun—not a real ass <laughs> one, anyway.
6: <laughs> not a real ass goddamn one. You gotta add goddamn. Exactly. At the end of it. Otherwise, scratch out. it out, Nick.
0: <laughs> I lo- my favorite part was that Velen just did not give a shit. Just, just that was the most true to character no, accurate.
6: No, he, I, I figured out in my head, Velen doesn't care because he's done this before. This happens multiple times. <laughs> it's oh Geltry, my gosh, wait.
0: I love it. I and so it's, so Velen knew Geltry would come back.
6: Velen hundred percent knew what was happening and just was like, oh, this again. God damn it.
1: That's <laughs> genuinely terrifying. <laughs> love well, that. Seriously, thank you for writing this. Yeah, this was, yeah this, thank you so much. Hilarious. Such a perfect one to start off on. Agreed. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh
6: No, no problem. Also. Audio listeners, right here, right now, I don't mm-hmm. think this show is anywhere other than audio. Listen, I'm going to do Cobalt Keep again. <laughs> someday, <laughs> somewhere, in some reality.
0: It's going to happen. So Get fine. to the Discord.
1: Yes, join the Discord so you can listen to the third episode of Cobalt Keep, one of our Discord exclusive um discord member run one shots that we've we've done in the past and someday
0: and someday we'll figure out how to post the recordings of the first two yes yeah and and
6: when is it happening i don't know (laughs) the only way
3: to figure it out is by joining the discord
6: Oh,
1: yeah. And,
0: and yeah, peer pressuring. So, get If you're
6: in listening here. to this right now, you're on a timer, all right? You're, <laughs> it's a countdown happening. <laughs> and you don't know when it's going to stop. Yes. <laughs> so, good luck to you if you're listening to this years after it's made. Oh, it's already too late.
1: Thank you, Roller, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.
6: No problem. Uh, that's terrifying to me yeah. how I was just <laughs> summoned into this audio jungle. And now yeah. I have audio to. Audio jungle. <laughs> Audio Jungle. Bye
0: bye. Bye.
1: All right, on to the next one. On to the next one. All right, next one we got White Elephant, written by Kel or Anti Dot Kellogg. It is a uh, a Christmas uh, AU, Christmas AU where we do a gift swap.
3: All right, to begin this holiday special, starts in the clouds as the camera zooms through the atmosphere and isolates a single falling snowflake. As we follow the snowflake down, fluttering with it, we see a bustling city sprawl out across the land. The snowflake slowly floats down between the skyscrapers when it is blown by a sudden gust of wind, now soaring with new energy between the behemoth buildings, weaving in and out of various glowing billboards displaying Gliz' an upcoming Kruno Mars concert, as well as every other consumable product under the sun. (laughs) Pretty soon, the snowflake leaves the immense city behind in favor of the rolling white hills. As we slow and the snowflake starts to drift down, a small cabin comes into focus, and we start to slowly lower through a glowing warm window. Let's see what's inside.
0: God, I'm so glad we got out here. I missed you guys. And also my drug stash I have here. But you guys are important too.
1: Thank you so much, Hope. That means so much to me. I don't like the cold. It makes my bones feel dead.
0: Well, do you want some alcohol? I have some in my kidney pouch. Huh, that's weird. I could have sworn I brought some. Maybe you wrapped it for the gift sex change. Oh, shit. No, yeah, you know what? That sounds about... I'm sorry, Geltry. What did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) For a
7: brief moment, I I was like, wait, what?
0: All right, no, no, no. For the gift sex change. Isn't that why you dragged us out here? To gift us a sex change? (laughs) (laughs) Gift exchange, Geltry. Exchange. And I didn't drag us out here, I invited you.
1: I got dragged out here. I told you, you need to interact with the group more. Yes, you did. Why I agreed is still a mystery to me.
2: Well... Shall we get started? Yeah. Oh,
0: the directions are reluctant grumbling. Yes. No, no, <laughs> they, we, they don't need to know from <laughs>
3: everyone. After the gifts have been divided amongst the crew, Frank speaks up.
2: All right. Who's up first?
0: Oh, oh, I know this one. What's on second? What? Yeah, he's on second. Who is? No, who's on first and what's on second?
1: Oh, what is he talking about?
0: I don't know. No, he's on third. Who? Who is, uh...
1: Don't play into this, Rat. It's an old comedy sketch. Oh, no, drew it.
0: No, no, Rat. It's who's right. on first. No. no
2: takers? I'll go first, then.
3: Frank opens the small gift on top of his collected pile, and there is a bright white, red, and green flash of light. It fades after a second, and everyone looks fine, though confused.
0: He's the center field! Whoa, what just happened?
3: Why am I tall?
1: Ah, why is my voice so deep? Is everyone okay? Define... oh, sorry. Define okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Geltry seems to get an idea at this point.
1: Okay,
2: that's it. Sound off. Frank, here. Rat?
3: Then Frank speaks up. Here. Hope? Next is Vin.
2: Here.
3: Vin. Then Hope. Here, unfortunately. Geltry? And lastly, Hope seems to speak up again in
1: a different voice.
2: Here! Pretty sure that's everyone. Okay, so obviously we've swapped bodies somehow. Ideas?
1: Well, there was that flash of Christmassy light full of wonder and magic. And when you open the present, maybe we can do something with it to go back? Huh, good idea. What if I don't want to go back? I'm having a body to myself, and it's so cozy.
2: Fair point. Consider... <gasps> Pipe bomb? No. Fair counterpoint. Damn. Anyway, Rat, that's my body, which I kind of need back, you know, for body things. Also, I need to reach the top shelf and I can't now.
1: Yeah, okay. Maybe we could just put this thing back on the thing.
2: All right, I'll
1: try. As
3: Frank, in Geltry's body, struggles to put the lid back on the box seems like two magnets keeping each other at bay as light slowly fills the room again before frank turns the lid slightly and it all comes crashing back into the box
2: <sighs> is everyone all
1: right
0: thank god i'm back in my body no offense ben but yours doesn't necessarily have the same uh, facilities
1: Uh dang i liked being a hunk a what nothing is everyone back to normal
0: seems like it
1: can we go home I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. As everyone piles out of the cabin with the rest (laughs) of their presents in tow, Geltry turns around and gives you a wink before we fade to black.
3: (gasps) (laughs) I (laughs) like Leslie being me.
0: That means you're me. (laughs) Kel put in the Discord that he can't um, do an interview.
1: Yeah, Kel is at work at the moment, uh, which is a okay. Let's see. No, no oh, more war. it to made my it card. Made it to my
0: card. Never mind. You thought. Oh! You're, all right. You're on, Kel. Do you consent to being recorded? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> we just finished uh, having all of our voices swapped and uh, doing some crazy stuff, and uh, it was a blast. And thank you so much for writing it, because it was fun to record.
7: Yeah, no problem. I'm just sad I missed it.
1: Oh, you're good. It'll it'll be up eventually. You'll be able to hear it eventually.
0: Yeah, we just wanted to I wanted to I guess I don't have an interview question so much as I have. Thank you for allowing me to do a Venn impression because uh, <laughs> that I was we were practicing it last night and Deacon and I were cracking each other up. And I don't <laughs> think I would have done that otherwise. So I very much enjoyed it.
7: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and you're Glad a legend. You fun. You are an absolute legend for sprinting to your car to take this call. Yes, <laughs>
0: so, um, mad, mad preach. I
7: hope work was good.
0: I hope this is yeah, better, though. Right.
3: <laughs> you made Leslie me, and I don't... I, honestly, Cal, I don't know if I can forgive you.
0: I think that's, <laughs> I think that's canon. I think you're trapped in Mexi's body Yeah, now.
1: you're not Leslie forever. No, her. it's I'm Leslie sorry. trapped in my body.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Like, in the yeah, real yeah. world. Nick, Nick. Oh, it's <laughs> guiltry. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for giving me the sex exchange joke. Yeah, that was that
3: even that got me at first. I was like, wait, this can't be right. And then (laughs) then the next line after that was just
2: comedy gold. Thank you. Thank you. I felt like you really had a a good grasp of like the the tone of the dialogue between these characters.
5: Yeah, It, it
1: felt
2: really grounded. Awesome. Yes.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us in this in this after post reading chat. And uh, we can't wait to read the next one. We won't interview you for that one, but we can't wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> unless unless awesome you want to redo that, I guess.
7: <laughs> no, nah, I, I have to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Alan, I, I go, so back, long, go back. <laughs>
0: thank you, guys. Glad thank you.
7: Thank liked you. It.
1: Bye.
0: All righty. Thanks for that. Thanks for that glowing interview by Kel. Next up, we're doing The Blood Rose of Roxborough, written by Nero, or Nero B underscore.
3: This one excites me because it is a prequel story, and I love a good prequel.
0: This is so dope. We'll start yeah. it off, Nick.
1: A prequel if it took place in Episode Nine
0: of the. <laughs> it's kind of a prequel. Some of it takes place within like Geltry goes to Burning Man time, which is pretty early. We'll see. We're gonna do popcorn reading for this one. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> just gonna, for the we're just gonna, um, backstory part. I'm
3: just gonna we're just gonna randomly pick each other to do to do this. I'll begin. Roseanne, Rose Anthony. Anthony Delgado is an 18, almost 19 year old human female that came straight out of the local high school and tried to go straight into the workforce. She saved enough money before leaving high school to barely afford an apartment. She worked four jobs, legality of one of them was questionable, just to save that money
1: and support her recently widowed mom and hospitalized brother. She moved into a shady apartment, a decent bit away from home, per request from her mom, who asked, more like forced, her to quit her jobs and pursue her own dreams. Rose Anthony never really had any dreams. She didn't really have time for it. She quit most of them except for the not so legal one. She was a local nameless dealer. She sold nameless, mainly to the tenants of the apartments at a reasonable price. Sometimes she'd sell in in inconspicuous bars too, like Taboo to get random businessmen hooked. She applied to Taboo, but she didn't want to sell her body, and she couldn't handle alcohol yet. But she did get hired to be a janitor. She was
2: cleaning up the place one morning after a special party and accidentally cut her hand from picking up a glass shard. She dropped the shard and tried to cover the wound with her other hand as blood gushed out uh, while she winced in pain. She opened her eyes to see blood, not on the floor, but floating in the air. Amazed, she let go of her hand to inspect her wound, only for the wound to be replaced by a perfectly healed scar. She waves her hand in the air, as if to command the blood to follow, and it obeys. She closes her fist, and the blood congeals into a ball that instantly spikes out. She hears footsteps, and frantically she grabs an empty beer bottle and commands her blood to fill the bottle. This was her first time seeing magic. She saw wizards on TV getting caught by the police sometimes, but... This time, the wizard was her. She was a wizard in pants.
0: (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) They
5: said the name!
0: Time skip to current day, episode 9, Geltry Goes to Burning Man. 21 year old rose anthony was frantically running down the halls of her apartment complex leave me alone she yells as she shoots a spike of blood behind her a tall lanky robot in an all red suit blank face with devil horns dodged the spike by detaching and reattaching its head the blood boomeranged back but was also dodged she summons blood from her neck painlessly jetting out forming spider legs she jumps and lets her spider legs run on run for her on the ceiling she turns around and does finger guns at the robot She grabs a vial of acidic blood, pops the cork, and loads it into her quote-unquote gun. With a tightly gripped vial in three fingers, she aims with her thumb and shoots with her index.
4: In burst
0: of three, the blood whizzes by the bot. By pure skill, or so she tells herself, some of the bullets hit the bot and burn some of the red suit. The last
4: bullet hits the bot right in between the eyes. It falls limp to the ground. She stops and reluctantly <laughs> creeps towards the bot. She kicks the still
0: body out of curiosity. The arm suddenly shoots out and impales her through the heart. The bot stands up mechanically rather than the realistic movements it made during the chase. The bot throws her to the other side of the hall, leaving a tall. <laughs>
4: the bot throws her to the other side of the hall, leaving a trail of floating blood. She lies. <laughs> I told you guys, popcorn reading makes my stutter come out. Uh, leaving a trail of floating blood, she lies limply on the ground.
1: You made it, you survived. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the bot stomps through the hallway to grab her body, careless of the blood getting on its tattered suit. Suddenly, the blood becomes javelins, piercing through the robot and grounding it to the walls, ceiling, and floor. Rose, Anth- Rose Anthony slowly gets up. Haha, <laughs> got you. The hole in her chest fills with blood and materializes to her skin, heart, etc., leaving an indecently sized hole in her shirt. She sauntered up to the restrained bot. "'Now what do you want from me?' she said as she inspected the bot. The bot didn't reply with the response she wanted. "'Come back home!' yelled the bot. "'To who?' she yells back as she starts to hide any signs of emotions. "'I told you my mom died a year ago and my brother didn't make it. I don't have a home to go to other than my own apartment. She slumps down to the wall next to the bot. She sluggishly rubs her face in frustration. Ugh, you chased me for almost two hours and that's all you can say to me? She stares at the bot and notices a misaligned panel with a blinking light coming through. She gets up and opens the panel to reveal a port. Out of curiosity, she takes out her jack from the back of her neck to plug it in. Suddenly, the apartment (laughs) explodes Roseanne didn't have time to consciously react, but was protected instinctively.
1: Nick getting too invested in the story stole my paragraph from me. Oh no!
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Go ahead and finish it up then, Liam.
1: Okay. She was flung out to the streets, violently hitting another building and softly landing on a driving car. I don't know if you can... (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) that (laughs) softly was in quotes right there. I don't know if you can softly land (laughs) on a driving car. As
0: soft as you can.
1: There are crumple zones in cars. That uh, you can land on softly. Anyways, uh, crumpling the top and crashing into the building, barely conscious, she waddles into the building the car ran into. It was a convenience store. People were running away from the chaos, so she took the chance to take some splice cream and hide in the back. She shoveled some into her mouth and passed out.
0: I I like that splice cream. Like, no, it's a brand. (laughs) It's the generic Alright. That, that was really rad. That's I, awesome.
1: I, like I, loved that. That I love that one. Yeah, that was really good. It's so much fun to see the events of our story from yeah. a different perspective. Yeah, we gotta save where's, this for the, the Just interview. reminded yeah. of
0: the consequences. Liam, where's my okay, yeah. phone at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I gotta put it on speaker mode, otherwise we can't hear. Demo!
1: We didn't realize you were already in here! Oh
2: no! Do you consent to being recorded? Hello? Wait, Hello? one
0: second! Don't say anything Hello? yet. Okay, now, go.
1: You're on the show.
0: Do you consent oh to be on the show? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Well, welcome. We were worried. It would have been lame otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd be like, goodbye. Oh
7: <laughs> <laughs> we just finished I up. I've got to say, go for I it. Am, go for I've it. been a huge fan since episode one. Oh, nice. nice. Aww, love that. Love thanks. that. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: So glad you're here with us right now.
0: And we loved your story. Yeah, yeah, it that was so
1: cool. I loved you. it. The blood powers were awesome.
0: Yeah, I liked, I liked being able to see what my actions have done to other people.
7: <laughs> yeah, no, um, I had it in the back of my mind. It was like, how can I tie this in with, like, something to relate to the rest of the um, story? And I thought of what, like, what if somebody survived, like, Geltry blowing up the... Um, Apartments.
0: Yeah. No, you know, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah,
3: it was it so. Was so cool, someone huh? had to survive. So,
2: did <laughs> you? Did you create? Did you like make an a, entirely new character for the fan fiction, or is this a character that you already had?
7: Um, I created like. So I had this idea of like, what if I had like a bloodbender as like a D and D character, mm. and then it was always like up in the air. But so I was like, might as well use that character for here.
0: No, I love it. I like Rosemary. I love the powers. Yeah, that the, was great. Yeah, the description of how she uses the different like spells—it was super cool. I yeah, really enjoyed it.
1: Really well done.
2: The robot was also freaky. Yes. Oh yeah,
0: that's. And, I want to know more. Yeah, I was, right. And Nick, plug Nick, your ears. But I love it. when characters don't get
4: closure.
2: nick did not plug his ears no no nick didn't even move he just looked at you no
3: the moment leslie says plug your ears i am not doing that
1: (laughs) yeah he didn't even think about it thank you so much i remember you saying i I don't know if you're still planning on this but are you planning on continuing the story i remember you mentioning that you might
7: um yeah, I'm planning on continuing the story. I just haven't worked on it in a while because at work.
1: Yeah, I totally get
7: that. Well,
4: when you hear this episode come out, it'll be your sign.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no press, but we love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of stories that might be continued that are that we're reading right now. But anyways, we we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you writing that story. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much.
5: Yeah, Thank thanks you, for coming know, on the show great.
1: with us. This is great. Thank you. All right, and we'll see you later. Appreciate you coming
0: Thank you. All right. Hit it. Hit it, Frank.
2: Yeah. This next fic is called Pokemon in Pants, written by Sabrina, a.k.a. Mantix.
0: With two eyes.
2: Mantix.
0: (laughs) Mantix. (laughs) Mantix. All right. Let's get into it.
3: Alright, so, the scene opens up with Hope standing in a field on a bright and crisp April morning.
0: (laughs) I haven't read this one. Maribel's
1: already read this one, and so have I, it's so good.
0: Maribel, Maribel, silence yourself. We gotta get through this crisp April morning.
3: The scene opens up with Hope standing in a field on a bright and crisp April morning. Along with Hope is her partner Pokemon, Ponita. As the camera gets closer, we can see they are training together. Unfortunately, Hope is riding the Ponita, and the Pokemon is a bit too small for her.
0: <laughs> Giddy up, Ponita! <laughs> We'll never be able to beat Ratamus at this rate. He's the strongest gym trainer in Aegis, and we have to be at our best if we want to get that gym badge.
3: Ponita looks very sad. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Gosh, you're useless. She hops off her Pokemon and puts it back in the Pokeball. If I could go back in time and choose a different partner Pokemon, I would not choose Poneita. Oh no! The ball rattles a little, defeatedly. Oh. Hope walks
3: back to her house and tosses the ball on her floor and proceeds to look for one with a different Pokemon inside.
0: Surely this one will do. Lifting up a slightly dusty ball from behind her bed. After all, nothing could be worse than that stupid (laughs) horse. Oh Oh my god. I love it. Oh my god.
3: After that very sad story of (laughs) horse abuse. We move on to the fabled gym leader, Radimus, sits in his (laughs) gold-plated throne and seems to be scolding his Pokemon. Then,
1: I am the most powerful gym leader in the whole city! If you keep up this attitude any longer, I'm going to have to throw you back into the sewers! Surely you don't want that, do you? I can't believe this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead! (laughs)
1: You caught me just yesterday, and you expect me to beat all these trainers by myself? I'm just a simple Rattata. (laughs) I cannot keep up with these powerful trainers and their Pokémon. You know, back in my day, I beat the Elite Four with just one Pokémon. His name was Remington, and he was the best Rattata I ever had. Why can't you be like him? I literally have never fought a battle in my life (laughs) until today. And you put me up against a fully evolved team. It's not my fault that you're weak, you just need to apply yourself. Whatever. As Radimus' scolding concludes,
3: the doors to the gym burst wide open, with the cloud of smoke encompassing the entrance. As Radimus and his poor Pokemon watch in despair, a beautiful lady walks out from the cloud.
0: Ah, so this is the renowned final gym. It looks a bit drab in here, doesn't it? Dear God. <laughs>
1: Please don't tell me I have to fight her right now. I just got destroyed in the last fight. Yes, you are, and you're not going to whine about it. No ifs, no buts, no coconuts. What?
0: My name is Mexi, (laughs) and I've beaten every gym leading up to yours in one day. My Pokemon are the strongest in this city, and you're not gonna stand in my way of that badge.
4: She stands very tall with a belt full of very comically large and shiny (laughs) Pokeballs. Good.
1: My, what a confident young lady. (laughs) I'll have you know that I am, well, mostly undefeatable. But nonetheless, your confidence can only get you so far. You will walk out of this building a loser.
0: Nobody, and I mean nobody, calls me a loser. You're going down.
3: As the very confident trainer walks up to challenge Radimus, his puny Pokemon becomes very afraid. (laughs) how can he defeat this trainer? She clearly has a very powerful Pokemon and he's just a stupid sewer rat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking got his ass!
3: I'm
1: going to die today. (laughs) Dear Remington, please save me.
3: As we switch the scene, inevitably saving Vin from his death because he's not on screen anymore, (laughs) we go back to Hope in a very confusing scene. She stands in shock at the sight of a giant bowl Pokemon standing right inside her room.
0: What the fuck? (laughs) I thought there was a different Pokemon in this ball. She looks at the dusty ball in her hand, now empty. How did you get in here?
2: Well, since you so kindly asked. I woke up one day. I was in a very empty and liminal space. I could not describe the surroundings to you, as they were both extremely detailed and yet absurdly abstract. I was sort of floating in this space for a while until a bright light emitted from what I can only assume was the sky. And then I appeared here, the Taros said. And who might you be?
0: How can I understand you? How can you talk, and why are you so well-spoken?
3: Hope is in a complete shock, as Pokemon cannot typically speak to humans. Radimus is an exception, since he's a big weird rat guy.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, I don't know. I guess I've always known how to speak. It's quite strange, as most of the other Pokemon I talk to just say their name over and over. <laughs> it freaks me out.
0: <laughs> well, this is weird. She looks around her room, seeing no other available Pokeballs. Hey, uh... Frank. Okay. Frank. Can you fight?
3: We cut to an awesome training montage that goes much better than the first one. Hope trains Frank, beating up many Pokemon along the way. Mostly small, innocent Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> but they could care less. Boy...
2: I feel like I could smash a mountain right now. I'm the strongest Pokemon ever!
0: And to think, I only saw you as a freakish talking Pokemon just this morning. And now look at you! She becomes very serious and stares at him. Frank, I have a very special request of you. There's this weird rat man named Radimus, and he is said to be the strongest gym leader.
2: Okay. What does that mean?
0: I need you to beat him up.
3: We switch back to Rat, Vin, and Mexi in their horribly unfair battle. So far, Mexi has sent out six legendary Pokemon <laughs> at once. And Rat has sent out one Vin. He is not looking too good.
6: Vin,
1: what are you doing? Hyperbeam them or something? Don't you know any other moves? No. All I know is tackle. I am level three, and you know this.
0: <laughs> well, well. Well, it looks like I have you cornered, Mr. Radimus. Your winning streak will be mine.
3: Mexi yells at all six of her Pokemon to blast the poor, (laughs) stupid, itty-bitty rat. (laughs) They charge up and send out their most devastating moves. But as the smoke from the blasts clear, a dead rat is not to be seen. Instead, a large Tauros stands in front of
1: him.
2: I am Frank. I am a Tauros. (laughs) And I'm going to beat you up now.
1: Oh, my God. I'm not dead. <laughs> oh my god. And Ven goes off somewhere, never to be seen again.
0: That's right. You won't be beating this gym leader because me and Frank will be with the power of friendship and also the power gained from killing innocent creatures. So there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this fight has turned rogue. Arceus, use judgment.
3: Mexi's Pokemon changes its target to Frank <laughs> and powers up using its strongest move but before it can release the burst, Frank appears out of thin air right behind Mexi's Pokemon.
2: It's milk and time. No I'm, gonna, no, I'm gonna wait for you guys to be quiet. I'm gonna wait for Liz you guys to Borden. shut the Liz hell up. Hang on. It's milk and time. <laughs>
3: true Frank fashion, a giant gun emerges from his back with what can only be described as a milk gun. <laughs> I told you Frank was a gun. You motherfuckers didn't believe me. A gun with milk in the chamber. <laughs> in a split second, Frank unleashes all of the milk that he possibly can onto the Arceus and every other Pokemon that
1: Mexi sent out.
2: Hang on, pause. Is this, when was this written?
1: This was written, uh, submitted today. No, yesterday. Yesterday. Okay.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> this is my fault.
0: <laughs> this might be our fault. We'll, yes. more later. More on that later. More on that later. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: can't. Hold on. How can
3: you get? There's no way we can get through this next line. <laughs> it's impossible.
0: <laughs> this is his secret weapon. Straight from the teats. <laughs>
5: What in the world?
1: <laughs> <laughs> my Le-
4: Pokemon are covered in milk.
1: Leslie is literally <laughs> sobbing right now. Leslie is tears from both eyes I
4: fight I back my precious Pokemon. It's going or fight back, my precious Pokemon. It's going to be
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> little, do you, little do you know, this milk is specially made to kill. It's poison milk, and all your Pokemon are drinking.
4: <laughs> no, I can't, I can't believe this. My pretties, my smoke-ups. I trained you all for this moment, and you're killed by milk. This can't be.
0: Oh, you better believe it. He's a killing, milking machine.
3: <laughs> Mexi collapses to the ground alongside her Pokemon because she cannot handle the sheer pain of being a loser. And she dies. <laughs> <laughs> Rath finally speaks up after watching this mass genocide of Pokemon.
1: Um, well, my Pokemon left, and he's the only one I had for this battle, so I guess you win my badge? He steps off his throne, enhanced pipe. I hope a very small sewer pipe. This is my badge. Uh, keep it safe, because it's the only one I have, and I might need to borrow it for the next trainer that inevitably beats me. He turns around and walks off, also never to be seen again. Well, I think that was a job well done, wouldn't you say?
0: That was awesome, Frank. <laughs> totally radical. <laughs> maybe, maybe, Maybe talking Pokemon aren't so bad after all. What do you say? Shall we head back home?
2: How about we get this milk gun off me first? I think I'm starting to feel the effects of the poison leaking into my skin.
0: Yeah, but it's probably nothing to worry about though.
3: Hope and Frank live happily ever after. Frank now slightly zombified from the poison milk, but thriving nonetheless. Rat returns to the sewers, and Vin is probably also in the sewers. (laughs) Mexi is dead. (laughs) Ponita lives in its ball for the rest of its life and rots away into nothingness.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Let me put it on speaker. Hold Uh, on.
2: Put it in listening party real quick.
0: Oh my god.
2: Draw to a close, Nick. Say the end. Oh,
0: say the end, Nick.
2: The
3: end.
0: Oh my god! <sighs> and we're on with the author themselves. After the story of horse abuse.
1: <laughs> that was absolutely incredible. Th- this was.
0: I,
7: this one, one th- broke yeah. us.
2: Yeah. Have we, got, have we got? Is Sabrina on? Yes. Does she consent Hello? to being recorded?
0: Yeah. Do you some sub- uh, consent to be recorded? Yes, it's fine. Okay. First of all, I want to let you know that in the episode, you will not hear Liam laugh. And that is solely because he was the only one trying not to put it on his microphone, but I've (laughs) never seen him laugh harder yes. a day of my life and yeah. i don't think I'll, like, i don't think i'll ever get him to laugh like that
1: and this is my second time reading it this isn't yeah. even my first time reading yeah. it my
2: face my face feels hot this was my first time reading it and i,
3: I cried did, i couldn't anticipate what the next line was going to
1: be ever
0: i cried many times
1: <laughs> genuinely there were actual genuine, tears it was so funny me too
0: <sighs> you got I'm two so tears sorry. two two people crying Three. one Three people crying. (laughs) Liam doubled over in, like, pain from holding in his laughter. (laughs) It was truly a sight to behold. What was your
2: thought process? Yeah. How'd you come up with this? I have a question. You answer that first, but then I have a question. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: How'd you come Um, up with this? (laughs) Well, I sat down and I wrote it in two hours. Um... Because I thought it would be funny. And the <laughs> only thing I really, like, know a lot about is Pokemon. So I thought it would be really funny to put you guys in this situation. No, I loved it.
7: It was so perfect. <laughs>
0: all right, Frank.
2: Okay, my question is, was was your choice for Frank's uh, Pokemon self influenced at all by the drawing challenges that uh, me and Belle got up to from from our perspective last night?
4: Absolutely! Okay. <laughs> oh no, that that it, it inspired I me to that. write the whole thing. I was
2: afraid
1: of that. That's so good.
0: <laughs> I I loved it, and I I I could never write something as amazing as yes. that.
1: It's milking time end. will go down in history as one of the best lines ever written.
0: It's poison oh milk, God. and Mexi is dead. Mexie is dead.
1: It was so well done. Thank I, you so much for writing it.
0: Yeah, that was that was a top tier.
1: A light in the, the darkness it. that is our world.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to replay just that part uh, for my son. I cannot wait to hear Frank say that on the the podcast. It's so good. Hold on, Deacon, can you break off a quick It's Milking Time? Again? Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) You must. It's Milking Time.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I can't wait.
1: Thanks for joining us real quick. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Please never
0: stop writing. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. All right, see you later. (laughs) Have fun. we
3: Will do. This one is canonized.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, this one's the, canon? the Pokemon
3: one? The Pokemon's canon. Why are
0: they all canon?
3: Well, least, they're so good. But at least I have one where Mexie is dead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two. <laughs> no, I, I came back. Personally, for me, it was like major catharsis against Ven. It was like a Ven <laughs> torture fanfic, and I loved that. It <laughs>
1: was so good. All right, this next one is Velen Gaming, and it's exactly what you think it is. Written by Skelly. Uh, or skeletal.offline. It's a cool winter's
3: evening in the city, and we find Velen sitting at his computer set up like the lucky bastard he is, (laughs) getting his streaming rig tuned before his subathon. He's cleaning the fans and running his cooling system. It's perfect, no leaks. Great. (laughs) While doing this, he'd hear his door open. He'd listen, assuming it's his brother, and continue. He'd not expect to be wrong as the sound of someone rustling through his garbage and speaking to themselves surprised Mm. him. What a good banquet. (laughs) He'd He'd hear whimpered, leading to a loud and painful crack of Velen's head against the underside of his table, causing the figure to run off skittishly. Damn it, rat guy! The teen would assume who it was from the fear he heard in the sprint. Velen would feel his forehead. Yep. There's going to be a bump. He would sigh and get to his feet and into his seat, covering it with his hair and hoodie, starting to his stream, cat ear headphones and all. Hell yes. It was an hour in, 200 subs would pile the money in. By now, pretty impressive for such a middle-of-the-road streamer. He was happy, especially since his girlfriend has joined in. They're playing against hit Universal Hostile and experiencing persistent connection issues, and the background noise of what seems like an action movie was bleeding through his chill stream jams. He'd mute his mic and turn off the camera, telling his stream he'd BRB. Getting from his seat, he'd make his way to the source of the noise. The room of Car Guy. Crank? Auto? Bellin didn't care who he was, he just wanted to stream in peace. Knocking on the door forcefully three or four times before someone answered, that someone being Car Guy Frank. He looked high. He then proceeds to look around at his own eye level before a clearing of a throat got his eyes directed to Velen.
2: Oh. Hey kid, what's up?
3: Can you guys turn your shitty action movie off? It's gonna get my stream content matched. Frank would hear Velen's words and process two of them, then say,
2: Hey, it's not shitty. Look, Hope likes it.
3: Hope was sitting on a kinda okay looking couch, watching a crappy Tom Cruise knockoff movie dressed like a wine mom in a soft, vague, velvet robe. Velen wouldn't even try with these two, heading to the breaker in the kitchen pantry. He looks through a small map key set up by Ven, cutting Frank's power leading to hope to curse and shout. Velen quickly closes up the fuse box and slips back into his room, locking his newly installed data jack lock that he swiped from Ven. It'll take them a bit, hopefully. It'll give them enough time to break his sub-record. Once setting everything back up, he found his girlfriend left and most of the chatters were gone with her. He had, he had about ten still watching. With a deep and heavy sigh, he'd get his headphones and hoodie back on and dive back into a stream, ignoring shouting and knocks and complaints his brother's friends were causing outside his door. He'd hear the sound of a dump shock and his brother outside hitting the floor. <laughs> a smirk was the only response he felt it needed. The stream was getting back up to what it was at 40 minutes ago, but still not even close to beating his record, which frustrated him. But the sound of frying electronics made him freeze. Trying to turn off his setup before he could, he was snatched from his chair by Frank and held like a misbehaving cat (laughs) dangling in the air. Hope starts. Her frustration was vivid as the high and drunk girl boss laid into the teen who she could tell didn't care, but continued anyway.
0: Hey, you fucking look at me, asshole, and tell me why you ruined me and Frank's shitty movie night. I really needed this.
3: Hey, it's not my fault. You guys didn't have to get off Netflix.
0: Oh, really? Did you even try to ask, or did you just ruin our movie night for shits and gigs?
3: Geltry, at least able to walk, makes his way to the room and tries to break up the two.
0: Hey, 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 look, look, we can settle this. Just, uh, Rat, Rat, how do you think we should solve this?
3: Rat paused and looked at the fight and skittered away, and rat form, and Geltry would breathe in, trying to calm himself.
0: Okay, well, look, why, why don't you guys lay off of him, and he won't stream so often, and it won't intersect with you guys?
3: Hope, surprised, Geltry is the voice of reason and sighs.
0: Okay, but...
3: But this made Velen explode in anger. His skin made Frank's hand's freezer burn as he dropped to the floor. Hope is moving for her weapon as Geltry again tries to not have them repeat their apart- their last apartment's outcome.
0: Velen, sh- <gasps>
3: Geltry immediately rephrases his speech the moment Velen looks at him, knowing the next word.
0: Just, just calm down, okay? Please.
3: He looks to his younger brother, whose eyes are staring back, softening light slightly.
0: Look, okay, we won't take away your streaming stuff. In fact, we'll, we'll get you something.
3: This intrigued the teen, as Hope in the background is looking at Geltry with the most disappointed, really, look you could imagine before the group looks to the screen and they all start to slowly move away. Velen hears a beep from his setup and the sound of his mic feedbacking. Looking at his computer, he could see a ban notice for indecent exposure and use of magic or magical artifacts. Looking behind him, he found his room empty and the sounds of hallway doors being locked, and his palms
1: grew colder. Poor Velen. (laughs) Clarification for that one from Skelly. Uh, Hope's robe was too scandalous for the stream, uh, revealing too much skin for the moderators during the scuffle and leading to the ban.
0: Oh, that was awesome. I love it. I love an angsty Velen fic. And you know what? That's exactly what Geltry would say in that situation. Yeah. yeah you that really was the nailed <laughs> most,
1: the most Geltry lines Geltry could have spoken. Yeah. You
0: really nailed the enabling nature of Mexi. Of course. Velen can do whatever Velen wants to do.
1: Alright, you can unmute. We we will interview you if that's okay. Geltry! Hello. Sorry. Hello. No,
0: no, 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 no. Do you consent to being recorded?
8: Oh, yes, of course. Welcome uh, to the
4: don't. podcast, then. You heard it here first, folks.
0: Welcome to the freaking podcast.
1: Classic Velen love over here. We we just we finished reading yours, and I uh, gotta say, I always love seeing Velen in his cat ear headphones.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> yes. And I think- He was
8: going to make some fan art to go along with it, but- I just did not have the time with Christmas. Oh, you—that's all right. Good.
0: No, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. I am going to make fan art of that because yeah. I love me a little, a little violent moment. And I loved how you captured exactly what I would oh say God. in that situation. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, perfectly accurate. We were way.
0: talking about that. You really captured the enabling. Yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful.
8: Yeah.
0: <laughs> a Christmas miracle.
8: <laughs> yes, uh, but I, I do gotta say I. Love you guys' podcast. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> and I know uh Velen, like my headcanon kinda inspired the whole dreamer thing yeah. a little bit. No. Uh but no, I no, love it. Yeah, I no, loved, don't
4: don't sell yourself short. That was all you I love
8: Ven. Ven is my favorite character. <laughs> Not mainly rad. because he was he was the first like the whole Ven twist was the main reason I first started listening i got to that episode where doc showed up for the first time and i was just like
1: okay i want to listen to this forever that's so
0: rad yeah Yeah, i'm glad you
1: i'm glad you liked it and i'm glad you stuck with us
0: yeah thank you man you were also i think the first person that made fanfic or fan art yeah Ever. So, you know, thank
1: you. <laughs> and
4: you were You're also like one of the first shit, submissions.
1: Dude. And also the person to inspire the emojis on the server. You're like the the snowball that started
4: everything.
1: <laughs> the OG. Oh, yeah. Uh,
8: the funniest thing is that I probably wouldn't have uh, found out about the podcast if I didn't. Like, I think you guys posted, like, Instagram ads. Or I just saw yes. you, like, on we my did. 4U page. Yeah.
0: Glad to know our like, money worked. Like,
8: <laughs> And I was just scrolling. And I just saw it. And I was like... You know what? I need a new D&D podcast. I haven't had like a podcast I listened to for a bit. And I found you guys and it was like such an amazing energy. And I love all of your guys' characters so much. They inspire me so much. And I'm just in love with the DMing style of Nick.
3: Oh, thank you. I
8: I just wanted to say that because I was like gushing over the characters so much. I, you, gotta, you gotta get me in there. Yeah,
1: gotta get a little Nick <laughs> yes. appreciation.
0: I guess he does something.
8: And, and the de- okay, I'm gonna say the death of Jaff <gasps> killed me. <laughs> I was in the middle of public. I was in public, but so I had to like keep a straight face while I heard you guys like dying in the background.
5: While I was just like,
8: just like straight face walking to my dorm room, and I'm like, I. I cannot laugh because I'm not going to stop myself. Like, <laughs> if, if, if I laugh, I laugh. <laughs> and like I was walking up the staircase and it echoes. So you just hear me
1: going. <laughs> One of the top like, moments uh, in the podcast no, for sure. That was pretty good. God's rest his soul. Yes. Well, thank you for writing yeah. that fic. And thanks for joining us for yes. this little little interview. I, no
8: problem. You guys are awesome. You guys have a great night day, whatever time it is for y'all.
1: You too. Thank, thank you so much. Yours. We'll see you later. Thank you. Yo, thank you so
0: Bye-bye. much. Once so we're gonna move on to the second fic submitted by Auntie Kel, the Origami Club Club. Kellogg. I
1: can't wait for this one. I haven't read this one. I First haven't one read one I any haven't of read. these.
0: No, I haven't <laughs> read this one either. So I'm I'm hyped.
1: All right. So uh, this is a high school AU,
3: I
0: believe. Oh, high school no. AU. No. High school no. AU.
3: Oh no! Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it sure is. All right. I'm so excited. And by Dangerous oh no,
0: out. of course, of course, Nicholas means oh yeah. It's always the high oh,
3: school Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. As Frank walked through the door into the after school club, he wondered why he had chosen this specific one. On a large table right through the threshold sat a sign filled with the bold letters spilling over each other, barely managing to spell Origami Club before it fell off the end of the poster board.
0: <laughs> Oh, hello there.
3: A friendly female voice sounded somewhere behind the sign, before a girl's head popped up from behind it like she had been waiting for it. <laughs> she would have had a head full of fluffy fluffy brown hair had nearly the entire left half not been shaved. She had a bright, downturned eyes complemented by a large, hooked nose fit with a septum piercing.
0: Are you looking to be a new member?
3: She asked, turning her head quizzically.
2: Uh... Maybe, Uh, Sure, I I, I mean, yes. Yes, I am.
3: Frank managed to stutter out, still a little new to meeting new people since moving from the richer part of town.
0: Can I get a name, stranger? Frank. Frank, uh...
2: Just Frank. He
3: still wasn't sure how people at his new school would react to knowing he was a Belarus.
0: Well, Just Frank, why don't you sign in and I can get you acquainted?
3: She motioned towards a sign-up sheet at the base of the poster board, Then she ducked back down behind it. After simply putting down Frank B., he moved around the table to see what the lady was doing. As she came into sight, it was clear she was hurriedly putting something back into her pocket. Frank decided not to question it. She stood up quickly and stuck out her hand to him.
0: Hope! Sorry? The name's Hope. Come on, let's go meet the others.
3: She practically yelled over her shoulder at him. Oh, sorry.
0: Come on, let's go meet the others!
3: She practically yelled over her shoulder at him as she whisked him away and around the corner as soon as he touched her hand. As they rounded the corner, an assortment of strange characters came into view, and each one stepped up and raised a hand as Hope introduced them. Then! As one of the boys stepped forward, his hair wild in nature, but miraculously tamed with several hair ties. (laughs) He had a sort of mousy features but all sharpened, like he spent his spare time scowling for fun.
0: (laughs) And Rat. Uh, Supposedly, only Ven knows his real name, but he's fine with Rat.
3: She pointed to the other boy shying away in the corner of the room, but as she called his name, he walked right up to Frank and held up a fist for a fist bump. As he got closer, Frank started to notice a definite relationship and features between him and Ven, though rats were definitely more mousy even seemed to have the same wild hair, though he would let it hang in front of his face. Hello there. As Frank went in for the knuckles, Rat poked out two fingers and stuck them <laughs> on top of Frank's outstretched fist.
1: Snailed! Yes, I finally got someone!
0: <laughs> he, he's been trying that one all week.
3: Came a new voice from the person on the opposite side of Venn.
0: And this is Mexi.
3: Hope turned to point to Mexi, who smiled, bearing strangely sharp-looking teeth. They had grayish-blue hair, coming to a sort of waterfall effect around their shoulders.
0: She-her today, thank you very much.
3: Mexie practically challenged Frank like he wouldn't believe her or something.
0: Hmm, let's see. Lower cheekbones, less pronounced nose, but a sharper chin.
3: Mexie seemed to ponder while staring at Frank's face from different angles.
0: You'll have to excuse her,
3: piped up Hope from behind him.
0: She's a makeup artist who specializes in turning into other people for fun
3: hope put up air quotes as she said the word specializes See Maxie shoved her phone into Frank's face having pulled up some sort of social media page all Frank could see were different pictures of the people in the room and some famous people he could recognize
2: Oh wow that's uh, that's super impressive Maxie
3: he chimed in trying his best to sound as earnest as he felt
0: <laughs> I know follow me at the changeling g on pix
4: 2 snap for more handsome
3: Frank was taken aback, but before he could wonder if this woman he had just been flirting with him, Hope clarified.
0: She calls everyone handsome. Don't get a big head. Handsome.
3: Hope said with a friendly yet platonic wink. As they all sat down on various couches and beanbags strewn across the room, Hope stayed standing in the center of the room.
0: Hey guys, so I know we just got a new member. Hi Frank. But I thought we could try a new exercise. Today we will be making animals, but not just any animals. I would like you all to take your favorite animal, as well as provide a reason why it's your favorite. And you don't have to share if you don't want to or are shy.
3: At this, she looks at Frank.
0: But I feel like it could be a beneficial insight into each other. You have 20 minutes. Ready, set, go!
3: As everyone walks up to the table to begin taking their chosen materials, Frank stays seated, just trying to think of an animal that would be easy to do. Hey there. Pope's voice sidles up to his ear.
0: Having trouble picking? We all do on the first assignment. Let me guess, you took this club because it sounded easy. So did we. It takes some getting used to, but you'll figure out how to put what you want into the paper, given enough practice.
1: That one is another one that might be uh, continued by Kel. No way. (laughs) Kel wrote that one like in an hour leading up to the deadline and published it like five minutes after the deadline hell
0: yes more high school au we love high school au we're
1: here for it i love it
0: and i think he's probably still at work uh yeah well you said we weren't gonna um do another yeah we weren't gonna do another call okay
2: should um, we do um, some comments though before
7: we move on? Yeah, yeah. No. I,
2: the the characterization
3: of Mexi I is loved interesting for like it. just like a real world kind of take that on Mexi and
0: the take on Ven and Rat. Yeah, like, I really just being I'm like really brothers. Like, I'm like interested to see more instant yeah. besties. Uh,
3: I will of course say i I was a big fan of Doki Doki Literature Club and was slightly worried. I thought it was going to go that direction. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, 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 this is
3: wholesome, Nick. This is is 100% wholesome. This is wholesome. Uh, Wait, okay, but before we continue, who's the principal in this AU? huh? Nicholas.
1: Is it me? Just your name.
3: Straight up. Nicholas?
0: Principal Nicholas.
2: (laughs) No one knows his last name. Wouldn't it be really funny if all of us were high school aged but Glitch was still like just a normal adult. Almost a 30-year-old. Had to be like the principal. Oh, I it would be
3: it. cool! Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say, wouldn't it be funny if we all knew each other in high school?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: be hilarious.
1: Iconic. High school AU, but real. But us. But real.
4: All right. This next one is uh, I'm submitted read...
1: by a mysterious author.
4: Yes, I'm going to read the title for this one.
0: Uh, this one's called New Year, Same Luck, written by a mysterious author.
3: We open the scene to see our heroes getting ready to celebrate the new year. They were invited by their gracious friend Miles, Orphan King Grok, to attend his midnight madness party. However, they will soon realize that the night might be more perilous than than they originally (laughs) planned for. Hope is heard frantically searching for something.
0: Rat, I swear to God, if you stole my shawl, I will personally show you God.
3: She stomped her way she stomped her way towards the Frankenven side of the condo. N- knocked hard enough to make the door shake. Frank cracked the door open, but Hope was able to push her way in.
2: Hey, don't stomp your little uh, <laughs> Hey, don't stomp your little last season Prada shoes at me, honey. Frank said jokingly.
0: These aren't last season. Now, where is he? I know Rat is in here somewhere.
2: Actually, it's been a few hours since I've seen the little guy. I thought he was in the kitchen or something.
0: Don't cover for him, Frank. I know he took my shawl. This could be the one chance I finally have to get under those multiple muscular arms. After tonight, that stupid big guy is going to be obsessed with me. But to do that, everything needs to be perfect, and I need to be wearing that shawl.
3: As Hope leaves the room, Frank manages to shout,
2: it looks so good on him though. Just find something
0: else. As if.
3: Hope, onto her next spot, finds herself in the front of the next closest door. She hesitates before calling out because she's still unsure if this is a can of worms she wants to open. Nevertheless, her heart outweighs her brain and she persists.
0: Maxie, is Rat in there? Oh hey, perfect timing. Come on in, I got a question.
3: Hope peeks her head in and sees Maxi looking at herself in the mirror.
0: You know, I've been thinking about this new year, new me stuff, and its it's been making me wonder, who do I want to be next year? You know, I've never been a natural girl, but I'm starting to think maybe I put too much effort into my appearance? Maybe I take my roles too seriously. I've never heard about Scardell having to stalk his next target. He just takes over and calls it a day. I mean... Think about how many hours I just
4: wasted watching Geltry watch a door every night. And you know, I've even started to wonder, what's the point? Who am I wearing
0: these masks for? Why must it be me who- Maxi, as much as I'd love to have this whole self-reflection chat, we can do that literally any other day. On the other hand, we- no, I- only have this one night to get close to Miles, and I fully intend to. Have you seen Rat or not? Oh yeah, no, he's in the closet. What?! The closet door
3: creaks open, and out steps. Rat? (laughs) His voice, not the squeaky nature Hope is used to. No, this is a more factual side of the
1: man-rat. Hope, I know you've been looking for me, but I couldn't help myself. I'm not usually the fancy type, but this long-beaded shawl drapes over me in a manner that makes me feel regal. I can give it back, though. I shouldn't have taken it. I'm sorry.
0: Then it's fine. Just please don't take my stuff without asking again.
1: Thank you, Hope. The elevator door dings,
3: and the heavy doors sliding open are heard throughout the house, followed by Frank's booming voice.
2: Come on, guys, or I'm leaving without ya!
0: Over my dead body!
3: Our next stop for our heroes is the not-so-long car drive. Frank is driving, of course, with Hope and the passenger, which leaves Mexi and Vin in the back somewhere. Van slides his head between the two front seats and sees Hope painting her nails red. Hope,
1: how exactly do you plan on winning the Orphan King over?
0: Well, the red nail theory has never failed me before. Also, this isn't my first rodeo. I promise to remember you guys after Miles and I hit it off.
1: Look, I don't know what this red nail theory is, but I'm curious to see it play out.
2: Well, you're already on a first name basis with them. That's practically first base, right?
0: Oh, honey, no. Just no.
3: Frank pulls into the address that was on the invitation. However, it seems pretty empty. The party was supposed to start roughly 20 minutes ago, yet no lights are on even at this house.
0: Are we sure this is the right place? Hey, if there's
2: one thing I know, it's directions. I'm the direction guy. I drive the car, I have the maps. I know where I'm going roughly 60% of the time.
0: No one is doubting your directions or maps. Maybe everyone is just fashionably late. Right, Vin? I doubt it. You are no help.
3: Everyone begins to get out of the car and makes their way to the dark house. There's no others nearby, but a light flickers on inside as they approach. Frank is the one who knocks, and after a few seconds, the door seems to open all on its own, looking
2: back at his friends. Well, I'll be the first to say, this is weird, right? Like, should we just go?
4: No, we've made it this far, and I'm... Curious to see where this goes,
3: Mexi says curiously and pushes her way in.
0: Whoa, guys, this place is so old. Everything is covered in dust. Hope, I hate to say it, but I think you've been played. Yeah, you think? What was the point of inviting us here if it was just to send us to God knows where? Hope
3: begins to start pushing furniture over. (laughs) (laughs) Vin starts looking around cautiously and sees the mysterious
1: lamp the only light that seems to be working guys uh we need to be careful lamps don't just turn on we might not be alone before he could finish his sentence
3: everyone hears a low growling sound in horror our not so brave heroes look at the lamp the shade begins to morph into teeth and a long tongue comes out it almost misses Vin but it's able to wrap its tongue around the shawl that drapes over his shoulders
0: Oh, shit!
3: Hope reaches into her trusty pouch and takes out her gun.
0: This wouldn't have happened if you didn't steal my stuff.
3: That's where your priorities are right now? Hope fires her gun and hits the creature. Frank runs up to Vin and attempts to free him. Duck! Mexi yells and throws three stones at the creature. The creature, preparing its next attack, begins to- You skipped my turn, Liam says. No, I didn't. (laughs) Pretty sure you did. No, the initial attack was a surprise round. You'll go after the monster eyes rolled. Now the the creature preparing its next attack begins to bite at Frank. However, it fails to do so. Vin's nails begin to grow and matted hair begins to sprout on his face. He scratches at the monster, clawing out its eyes.
2: What even is this thing? Pretty sure it's a mimic, but those things haven't been around in forever.
3: Frank says factually.
4: Mimic?
0: That can't be. They're not real. They're, They're a myth.
3: Mexie whispers.
0: Sure looks like a myth to me.
3: Hope says, firing her gun once again. That not-so-good-looking lamp makes a pained cry before falling to the ground. Instead of hearing glass shatter, the lamp reverts to its original state. A smaller, type monster in size, the mimic's mouth opens, revealing to have almost none of its teeth left. Frank picks up the monster and chucks it out through the living room window.
2: <laughs> okay, let's get out of here.
3: Our not-so-brave heroes run back towards the van and hastily climb inside. <laughs>
0: Just breathe. It's okay. It can't get us in here.
2: Hope says, Uh, guys, it's in the middle of the road. What should I do? Frank asks,
3: Drive! Shouts Rat. <laughs> Frank puts the car in drive and puts the pedal to the metal. The monster, realizing his intentions, tries to hop out of the way, but alas, it is no match for the mighty bullet by Frank. The boards crunch under the tires as Frank drives off
2: well guys
3: frank says looking at the car clock
2: it's officially 12 a.m happy new year
0: i need a drink
3: hope says i need a new shawl. vin whispers
0: i need new luck
1: Mexi states
0: now (laughs) it was incredible
1: i know who the writer of that story was well let's give him a call yeah let's give him a call beep boop beep boop oh hey uh can you hear us okay
0: hello oh hey am i live
1: yeah. Am I there? <laughs> yeah, it was just wow. it was Leslie the whole time. Leslie <laughs> submitted uh, her own fic
0: uh, to could, the podcast. Yeah, I couldn't um I couldn't let you guys have all the fun. It was truly gliblically accurate, me cutting off Mexi's self reflective <laughs> monologue. Yes. I know. I, I thought it'd be a good now, a good way. I would
3: say I loved it, but uh one thing is I don't think Mexi would ever introspectively look at herself in any way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Without exploding. <laughs> Without
1: exploding. Yeah, I just. I really
0: wanted to work a legally blonde reference in there. Oh, is that what that's from? That
1: was actually the whole inspiration for the story. She just wanted to. I, put I just wanted legally to hear blonde. Frank
0: say that line to Hope. <laughs> but okay. the um, the don't tap, don't your, tap little, your little last pada, season, season prodded shoes at me, me honey also, i loved that
1: the frank is the one who knocks was not intentional <laughs> oh my god leslie has not seen any- breaking bad you no, still I haven't seen it That's wait crazy. no but i
0: know i know what that that reference is to. the one i am knocks. the one who
1: knocks <laughs> me skipping
3: William's turn incredible Classic, classic. classic, I know it happens
0: every time, but the viewers don't get to uh, hear it because it gets cut.
3: You know, he skipped my turn once when we first
1: started playing D anD D, and I skip his turn constantly. To be fair, it was the most legendary moment in the entire game. It was the final boss, who was about to defeat the entire party, and it was his turn. And then suddenly, Nick whispered from the corner of the room, staring down at his character sheet. "Wait, you skipped my turn." (laughs) And then proceeded to completely decimate the boss. The
0: final blow, <laughs> like a
1: JoJo, like in <laughs> fight scene yes, moment. He, it was he insane. summoned thirty stands, and they all punched him to death. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's true. That's real. That's not a that's joke. How it, that's how it
7: happened. <laughs> it literally
0: happened that way, and it was beautiful. It but was I, j- I just wanted to make you guys uh, be my puppets.
7: For and
5: a
0: it minute. It was beautiful. I just wanted to. <laughs> you <laughs> had the right idea. I should have jumped on this train. Yeah, yeah, me too. Every time you guys hear me correct Nick in the show, this was my chance. Yeah. This was my chance
4: What's... to fully control your words. All
1: right. This one is The Beginning of the End. Ooh. Written by Leo or Lilac. Jackson. The summary is. It is the beginning of
0: the end for Ven Kaizen. No! It is the beginning of the end for Ven Kaizen. Sitting alone in cheap housing, trapped with a lab rat he had stolen, Ven has locked himself away during the apocalypse to try and work towards something to stop the new deadly parasite going around. When the monotony of every day begins to get to him, Ven is at the end of his rope
4: when a fax comes through from someone he's never met. This is only the beginning of it all.
0: I'm gonna break out my my Van impersonation again. Do it, because oh. it was so much fun. Monotonous, like any other day. <laughs> Batman. The simple joys of life were slowly draining away. What may seem like a dark, a spark of something delightful was no longer. When one would comment on how stunning the sky looked during the setting of the day, this poor man would not even bother to turn his attention away from his work. Day after day after day after how many days? how many days does it take to lose one's own humanity. But still, (laughs) regardless of who saw and who remarked, regardless of who may or may not appreciate the rays of life, the sun still rose and it still set, marking another day wasted.
2: Through the only windows
0: (laughs) No, no, go on.
2: Through the only windows of this room Two small and short windows near to the ceiling, a few golden rays allowed themselves in, bathing everything in its light. A tiny rainbow glistened across the marble countertops and across the mess of dishes and papers that sat upon them. This room was the studio apartment of none other than Ven Kaizen, a lonely scientist locked in here for months on end. Working yet again, Ven slumped in his chair and ran his fingers through his matted hair. Nothing seemed to click anymore. Research that once used to come so quickly to the man now riddled him more than an infinite, ch- I'm gonna an stop- infinite I'm child. An infinite child. An infinite child, the forever baby. I'm going to <laughs> use my regular voice. You're good. Nothing seemed to click anymore. Research that once used to come to him so quickly now riddled him more than an infant trying to place a triangle block inside of the circle hole. The hope was draining, draining like everything else in his world. He was still relentless. He felt a pulling obligation to continue his work until he died. He was wrapped into the mess. He had to try to finish what was started.
1: Frustrated, Ven did what he always did. He stood up and began his usual pacing around. The large area rug that indicated what is and isn't the living room was now forever changed. A distinct indented ring around it, showing where Ven has paced infinite times before. He fell right back into the habit and paced in his ring again, speaking not to himself, but his rat I just don't know how much longer I can do this it seems nearly impossible I'm making no progress I don't know what to do
3: stopping in its tracks Vin let his arms fall to his side situated in a large cage also sitting on the messy marble countertop of the kitchen was the rat doing all the things a rat does the rat stopped what it was doing and stood looking at Vin tilting its head to the side as if asking him to continue on Ven did just that. What can I do? The rat stared at Ven. then sighed. What do you know? You're just a rat after all. He walked over to the cage and opened it, scooping the rat in his hands and walking to the couch. The two sat
1: together until night fell and put them to sleep. It was the apocalypse. No need to sugarcoat it or liven it up with extra words describing how desolate and barren it is outside. The devastating events came and went... And now the apocalypse is upon us. I worked for years at an agency that worked closely with the government. All things science that you would think of was done at our facilities. We pioneered space expeditions and invented inventions the world didn't know they couldn't live without. We created cures for incurable ailments and treatments for those that eluded us. We tested, we experimented, we had it all. We paraded around showing off how ethical we were too, but behind the mask was an immoral mess. A colleague of mine told it all to me the day before the catastrophic event came. His name was Virgil. He told me about his mentor. She was one of the lead scientists on a research of his of this new specimen. She and a handful of other volunteers volunteer she and a handful of other scientists volunteered to be tested for something that would supposedly make the human race a greater and stronger than before. But they all perished. Not a single one of them could tell their families of what really happened. Virgil told me how her husband, who also worked there as an engineer, how he was a broken man the day he found out. Although it was Although it was all voluntary, and Virgil said she truly believed in her work, there was pressure from the Agency to do what they did. As if that couldn't have already been bad, Virgil revealed to me how he had gotten his job. There, Virgil was an orphan child that was placed in a program to become what the future needed. Virgil grew up within the Agency. He was taught, fed, socialized, raised by the Agency to become whatever they needed. He was never even given a chance to be fostered or adopted. He barely knew the outside world. This is only the surface of what they had done. I, sadly, only found out about it all towards the end. If I had known sooner... I can't get swept up in what I could have done. It's all gone and past. I can only focus on what I can do now. Working with Virgil, I was trusted with the information he had to bring down the agency. I had access to all the dirt. He was going to reveal it all after he stopped the specimen. The specimen that killed his mentor and those scientists. The specimen that helped bring on the end of our world. The day of the event was a day like normal. Virgil and I had just greeted each other and were on our way to the lab with our other colleague, Susanna, when the alarms began blaring. We had to evacuate because there was a security breach. An explosion in the engineering sectors. And we didn't know this at the time, but... There were going to be more because of the destruction every creature we had was let loose, including the specimen from before. That specimen had mutated and began a parasitic outbreak amongst the public. Due to the intensive work that I was doing I was given makeshift housing built by the agency, a small studio with bare necessities. I barred myself inside and never left. I lost touch with them all after the chaos that was that day. I don't even know who made it out alive. Who was turned by that specimen? Nothing. I locked myself away with a rat as my com- only companion and worked every day to fix the mess that they, that we, made. I was sure I'd be crazy by now. I don't know how I may do, but I did. I had what I needed and. That's all that matters. But now, now, I need change. I need change. I need change. I I don't know how I'll survive without it. It was a few days later,
3: Vin sat at his desk as usual and stared at that wall blankly. The sound of a rat wheel squeaking behind him. What had his life become? He was a shell of who he was, sunken and sullen, wallowing in self-pity for himself nothing was happening nothing at all nothing was going to change and as he as the thought crept into his mind he felt a rage rising within him all that he's done and not even one thing could change he had given all of his effort and for what he was angry at the world angry at god angry at everything no one was there to even bother to witness it except his wrath
0: As these emotions encompassed him, all Ven could hear was the distracting squeak, squeak, squeak of the wheel his rat ran on. Pushing back his chair, all of a sudden he stood and stomped over to the cage, seizing it with both hands, Ven facing the rat.
1: Would you stop it? Stop it already! You don't get it! You dumb, stupid... As Ven spoke, the rat just continued to run on his wheel, unfazed by Ven. He could feel his legs lose their strength, and a slight burning in his eyes as tears arose. He loosened his grip on the cage and clung to the countertop for support as his voice fell to a whisper. Ignorant little rat.
0: He wished to be like that rat, more than anything in the world. He wished and wished and wished. He wished his morning away, sobbing on that messy marble countertop
2: evening came. Ven was barely visible, buried deep within all of the blankets and pillows he owned, a pile upon the twin-sized bed in the corner. The rat was still running on its wheel, muffled from the pile, then yelled, "Okay, we get it. You're a rat. We know." <laughs> <laughs> the squeak, squeak, squeak filled the silent room until a new noise happened. It was the beeps and whirs of an old fax machine hidden underneath dust and shadows. The noise froze Venn temporarily with fear, and then sprung him into motion. Venn practically ripped the paper from the machine reading its contents, which said, Hello? Is anyone there? If I did this right, can someone please respond? I'm running low on food and water. Please respond by the 8th of August, or else I'll be gone to get more. July 31st. Frank Belarose.
1: This is yet another one that might be continued.
0: Dope. Oh, yeah. I love it. That is hey, so yeah. dope. Apocalypse AU. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's so good. Do Leo have... said
1: they've got uh, ideas for each of the characters that oh. they want oh, to dope. put in there. They just didn't have time. Do we have no. Leo
0: on the line? Leo Not yet.
1: is almost on the line. Let me ask Well, I'll you real save quick.
0: my comments for when they're joined. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're live. Do you You're consent live. to be recorded?
1: We've been asking. Oh,
0: everyone. yes. Okay. Dope.
1: Yes, we just finished the Apocalypse one, the beginning of the end. We the haven't gotten drama. to Keith yet, but this one was so good. This was like such a classic Ven moment right here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh wait, I think we all went mute. Ooh.
1: We all went mute somehow.
0: Was mine mute?
1: Yours is muted as well, yeah.
0: Does mine need to be unmute? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. We're all good now. All right. I don't
1: know how everyone went muted. It's You're right. muted as well, Leo. I don't know if you can unmute. Perfect.
4: We're all, we're all good? Yeah, 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 we're
1: all good. Anyways, classic Venn moment.
0: Classic really Venn behavior. Yeah. No, I loved the attention to detail. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm super oh, yeah. excited to hear, to to learn more about this. This is intriguing. Like a really, this was really like high drama, suspense. You've got me hooked for more.
4: I absolutely forgot what we were in here talking about for a second? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're good. You're
4: good.
0: No, no. Just in general, I love your attention to detail.
1: Yes.
7: <laughs> but we
0: are. We just finished reading the beginning of the end. Ven fanfiction. Ven apocalypse fanfiction.
1: Yeah, I know oh, it's yes, connected yes. to some characters that you've made like already. That it, it sort of takes place in a world that you've created. That I I did some voice acting for for a school project of yours. Do you want to tell us more about that?
4: Oh, yeah. Um, So long story short, I want to create video games. And one of the big ideas that I have is set in an apocalyptic world. And one of the characters is Virgil Laramie, which is a scientist that works on, you know, like whatever virus or parasitic thing that outbreaks and he's trying to stop it. Um, That's one of the characters you're going to meet in the video game whenever I get to that. But I was like, what if we put Vin in there? And then <laughs> I try to build off of that. Yes. So, like, since I didn't get to write that much, you don't really see the other characters. But, like, yeah. Frank, his dad was a part of the government or, like, the agency. Um, was it Adrian is a part of the agency, and that's how mm. Hope gets into it. Geltree, good old Geltree <laughs> or Mexico is actually... Like I was thinking, is actually the specimen oh, that they're I love talking that. about. Listen,
0: oh! listen, I give you all rights to myself. All rights. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I also give you all rights to Nick's characters. Oh, great. Because I and, can Nick do that. and Nick <laughs> and himself. <me>, yes. And <laughs> Nick himself. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nick is now legally yours. <laughs> Take
0: him home with you. Place him in a bowl full of water and watch him grow.
1: Yes, but I'm so I'm excited to hear more from this video game <laughs> and, and see it develop because that sounds awesome.
4: I agree. Uh, a lot of it no. a lot of it cut out for a minute.
1: Oh. oh. yeah. I was saying I'm I'm super stoked to see the development of this video game. It, it sounds super cool and I'd love to hear more.
4: I agree. Yeah, thanks for cutting Thank us you. in on
0: this. This was a really yeah. fun read. The voicemail at the very end really, really the facts. It was a fax. It
4: was it was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we haven't
1: gotten to Keith's. We're saving Keith's for last, but uh, w- we won't we won't call you for that one. But thanks for being on this call to talk about this one.
4: Yeah, of course. I had to. My nephews are over, so like they're screaming out in the room next <laughs> over. Nice, <laughs>
1: classic. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, uh, climbing into a closet to to uh, escape the noise so you could be with us for
4: a second. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Thank you.
1: No
7: problem. Thank Bye. you so
0: much. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: This next fic is called Welcome to the Real World by Bailey, a.k.a. Renee Flowers.
1: Holy crap, everyone, wake up! I finally did it!
2: Uh, I'm up. What'd you do?
0: I swear, if you interrupted my beauty sleep just to show us another setting on your stupid gloves, I'm going to freaking shoot you.
4: Appears from literally Um. nowhere.
0: (laughs) Did someone say we're going to shoot someone? (laughs) Ooh, who are we shooting? Can I shoot them too? I really want to shoot someone. When are we leaving to shoot someone? I call shotgun. Get it? Shotgun. <laughs> Geltree, it's 3 AM. Shut the freak up. Go
1: on. Guys, pay attention. I think he's onto something. Granted, I can't understand most of what he's been mumbling to himself all night, but he promised me a full day of control of the body if I left him alone while he worked. He's really into whatever this is. It glows, guys. Thank you, Rat. I... I think. So, uh, what is it? Why'd you wake us all up, Doc?
4: Is it dangerous? Because I hope so.
1: If you all would shut up for five seconds, I would tell you what it is.
0: I've literally literally only said, like, two things.
1: Then glares at hope.
0: Okay, fine. Hurry up and tell us so I can go back to sleep. Otherwise, I will shoot someone, and at this point, I don't care who.
1: Okay, everyone. Say hello to my multiversal portal. It can take us to different dimensions. Uh, Doc,
0: I don't
2: mean to sound rude or anything, but don't we already have those?
0: Let me get this straight. You woke me up to tell me that you made a portal to another dimension when you know perfectly well what happened the last time we took a little interdimensional trip.
3: Looks at
1: everyone, then back at Ben. I'm going to kill him. Hope steps forward to strangle Ben. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, this isn't. Just any portal, and it isn't a Shadowfell. I can promise you that. I think we have all had enough of that hellscape. Yeah, Hope, this one is different. This one glows. Kind of like the car wash. Oh, man. I miss the car wash, Me too. <laughs> this is a portal to a dimension no one has ever traveled to before. Imagine the scientific possibilities.
0: Is it safe?
1: I don't know, Geltry. How about you test
3: it out?
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Vin pushes Geltry into the portal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bro,
2: come on! I thought you just said you didn't know if it was safe.
1: Don't worry, Frank. I did a few preliminary tests regarding the landing site on the other side. This dimension is perfectly safe. Mumbles to self. At least I think it is. Slowly,
3: everyone falls through the portal.
0: What took you guys so long? This place is awesome! Uh, Vin, why did we appear in a car and why is Geltry, of all people, driving?
2: Yeah, uh... Geltry, I think it's better if I drive.
1: I don't know, I don't make the rules here. Oh, does that mean I can drive? No. no! Fine, but I think I am an excellent driver.
0: So, uh, where are we? In a drive-thru, duh. I'm not blind, Geltry, I can see that.
1: Welcome to
3: McDonald's, what can I get for you today?
0: I think you mean McDonald's.
3: No,
1: I mean McDonald's, so what would you like to order? I would like a large fry. Make that two large fries. I'll I'll get an iced coffee.
0: (laughs) Boring. I'll get a double quarter pounder with extra mustard and ketchup.
2: Hope, what do you want?
0: A vodka crayon.
2: I don't think they serve alcohol here,
3: Hope.
0: Fine, then I won't have anything.
3: That'll be $12 at the first window.
0: Wait, dollars? Can't we pay in credits? They don't sell vodka crayons, and they don't allow payments in credits? What kind of a place is this?
1: Well, Hope, you see, this is an alternate reality, so it it really makes sense that they wouldn't (laughs) use our currency.
0: Shut up, Ven! Nobody asked
4: you! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny.
3: The gang drives up to the window. Whoa, you guys look awesome. Great costumes. Are you going to some kind of futuristic convention?
0: Costumes? Okay, I've had it with this place. Please tell me, you guys at least have Nameless here.
3: What's Nameless?
0: It's a drug, sweetie, and obviously your universe sucks.
3: Okay, yeah, you guys are definitely on something illegal. I'm calling the police. (laughs) Oh, we have those in our world, too. One hour later in a cell at the county jail.
0: Oh, oh, this is so boring. Why are we even here? Can we go, can we back, uh, break out, guys? I've told you ten times now, Geltry, the lock isn't electric like in our world, so I can't bypass it.
1: <laughs> Calm down, guys, it isn't that bad. It's almost like being back in the sewers.
2: Brad's right, guys. At least we all are together. Could
1: be worse. Alright, I I think it's sufficient to say we have seen enough of this world. Let's go home, guys. Reopens the portal. <laughs>
0: This whole time, we could have gone home. This time, I'm really going
1: to kill him. No, go, go, go. Hope
3: tackles Vin through the portal, and the rest of the gang follows promptly, beginning to prevent a murder.
0: Well, we, can. we can try. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Bailey. Welcome. Oh, I'm on the show. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Do you consent to being recorded? Oh, yes. Sorry.
1: Then you're on the show.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Yes, we just finished reading uh, Us Visiting the Real World and uh what a trip.
0: I loved it. Right? Loved it, it. Did you guys enjoy it? Oh yes. Yes, yes. yes. it was so good. Yeah. Yes. No, I my, I think my favorite part was when they let us sit I, I, in a cell for an hour
4: before telling <laughs> yeah, was, us there was so a way so home.
1: Just having a look see I thought around. it was so I thought
0: it was realistic, true. you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty iconic. <laughs>
0: I I loved it because it did really truly capture my disdain like, for uh, Ven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yes. It was good. It was very good. I yeah, loved it.
1: It was so perfect. This is probably the happiest I've ever seen Ven in my life.
0: Tr- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's in another realm. The only way to make him happy. You also do pose an interesting <laughs> an interesting dynamic of of them Brat and Ven bartering units of time of control over the body for like different favors i like that and i hope liam continues to use it because i think that's really fun
2: i really enjoyed that rat like seemed to have like not necessarily uh agreement with ven but like he saw that he was doing something that seemed important and was like no guys seriously
0: you should really listen I like, this is the beginning of their friendship era and I'm here for it. Yes. I tried to make everyone's characters as realistic as possible. Oh no, you you did. And then you even went beyond that because we just <laughs> all ate McDonald's. That, yes. That yeah. was really? our dinner tonight. In real life. And what did I get? A quarter pounder. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I also loved when Hope tried to order alcohol from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Excellent.
0: Which I think, inadvertently means that Dick Monald's does serve alcohol, and I love that.
1: Time. They encourage drinking
2: and driving. That if she was already that drunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, e- either thing is is very accurate, I think. It's very plausible. So thank you. Thank you for your little, your story. We very much we enjoyed it. Thank you, guys.
1: Have a good one. You bye too. Bye.
0: bye. Bye.
3: This one is titled Mr. Poppy's Marvelously Stupendous Psychedelic Late Night Variety Hour. Guest-starring Frank francis Otto Bellarose a.k.a. The Crank, Geltry Maxing, Hope Amalia Lassiter, Rat, and Van Kaisen. Now, it,
1: it was written by yuz.
0: <laughs> Is it yuz or yuz? Yes? Uh, it, it
1: could be either. Whatever you know.
0: interpret.
1: Whatever you interpret, it's a buff but, duck.
0: Yeah, either yes. way, it's at a buff duck. A, a dot buff dot duck.
3: Make sure to stay tuned, stay where you are, and don't look away. Hope to see you soon. Hope? (laughs) Get it? Uh, But before that, a little warning for our viewers, just in case the kiddos are up, and if they are, say no to bullying and staying in school, you rascals. This episode will contain slight spoilers for the Divinity Rechambered campaign, horror, psychological specifically, cartoony violence, death, Oh man, And fun for the entire family. Yay! All right, with that said, let's roll on in and jump into the fun. A low humming emits from a television. An older model with simple dials and two antennas. Static blares, lights, and sounds fluctuating from cartoon figures being squashed from anvils, sitcom laughs, and a crowd clapping. It almost sounds as if something is trying to communicate to spit out a message. But who knows, because your favorite show is on. A jingle, trumpets jauntly blaring as you see a sparkling draped curtains peel away, reveal your favorite, lovable, and charming host, Mr. Poppy. Welcome to Mr. Poppy's marvellously stupendous psychedelic late night variety hour. I hope everyone is snuggled in tonight, but don't move, don't blink, I'll know. You don't want to miss what we have in store for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He jauntily saunters his way to the center of the raised stage, lights blinking on as they light up a colorful room, specifically a set of a 1950s game show. You see a tall, lanky figure dolled up in a colorful pastel-colored two-piece suit. He dusts off his shoulder and fixes his bow tie, gestures to the audience. But before we jump in, how about I introduce our special guest... A musical cue escalates, then drum rolls on until we see four figures off to the left. There, confused faces lit by bright orange studio lights. What the f- Frank Francis Autobella Rose, (laughs) a.k.a. The Crank. Waving nervous, uh, waving hello nervous yet excitedly, Frank is dressed in a bright, eye-straining orange two-piece suit over a patterned teal shirt. Uh- It's Franken-time! Geltree Maxie! (laughs) Sassily crossing her arms over her chest and shrugging sheepishly, you see Maxie wearing a striking patchwork suit and a statement piece earrings along with a pimpy, heart-shaped sunglasses.
0: You all know who it is! (laughs) Hope
3: Amalia Lassiter! Striking a confident pose as she winks to the camera, Hope is fitted in an eye-catching flower-patterned pink blouse with an accentuated shoulder pads, a matching dark pencil skirt, and chunky go-go boots,
0: Bay-pilled Technomancer Girl Boss on the prowl for victory.
3: Rat and Vin Kaizen, <laughs> fidgeting but offering an anxious and small wave. Vin and Rat both wear
1: bright plaid coveralls over long, yellow long-sleeved sweater. Side note: Everybody has been moving like their characters. You can't see it, but they were all like we're sidling into up to the <laughs> yeah. stage. No, not, I was. I was I was crossing I'm my so arms.
0: I was getting sassy.
1: I don't have that I don't have that swagger, but here I go. <sighs> this is a terrible idea. I've got a gun! <laughs> oh
3: no! <laughs> <laughs> the four gene bearers shake their heads in confusion.
1: Where are we? How did we Really?
0: Get, that's my catchphrase? Y'all know who it is? That's
1: what you're worried about? Why are we all dressed obnoxiously bright?
0: Hope slams onto her podium, noticing a blank screen at its front before turning her glare at the strange fellow. Who the ever-loving f- are you, and what do you want with us? Now,
3: now, calm down. The show's about to begin. Don't want to spend up all that gas all in one go now, my whimsical walruses.
4: I'm going to change my username to that. An
3: assistant, a lady in shimmering purple mod dress, struts out from behind the curtain with a wheel, each section designating a game. Strangely enough, her head is completely covered by a vintage tube television. She exits stage left. Now, how about we spin that wheel for our first challenge, shall we? The (laughs) the audience (laughs) cheers (laughs) Vin narrows his eyes, yet the blinding studio lights blend the crowd to, an, to be an indi- indistinguishable, convulsing shape.
0: Can, can I spin it? Deltry! You can't just, I don't know, immediately comply to whatever this weirdo suggests.
2: Hope's right. Even though he does seem pretty nice.
1: Nice? We should be focusing on how the hell we got here. Do you even remember anything before all this?
2: I, uh, well, maybe... I think we were...
3: Oh eyes widen, dart to, and meet Hope's identical ones. As they debated, the wheel spins, the dials clicking rhythmically, as Geltry stands beside it currently.
0: Maxie, what the f***? Hey, I didn't do anything. I just blinked and suddenly I was spinning it. So what? You're telling me you magically stood up and walked to spin the f**king wheel? I don't know why. I w- why would I be lying about any of this? I don't know what's going on.
3: The audience holler and cheer as a ding alarm...
0: (laughs) Alarms the four.
3: As a ding alarms the four. Looks like we got ourselves a saucy opener tonight with... Say it with me, folks. Two truths and a lie! Mr. Poppy pulls out flashcards and begins to circle around the set. Now, folks, I'm going to present our garish guests with two truths and one lie. The first person to guess the lie gets the point. He turns to the fore, Frank glancing worriedly around the room. Geltry returned to his podium, nervously fidgeting. Hope scowling and tapping her nails against the podium. Vin looking directly at Mr. Poppy. Not at his eyes, however, as they are shielded under a big circular orange shades with an additional lens above his forehead, almost an imitation of a third eye. Mr. Poppy tips his fedora at Vin and turns back to the audience. And by the end of the show, the chivalrous contestant with the most points earns a prize. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Hope merely rolls her eyes and scoffs.
2: She's not into it. Now Scof.
3: Let's begin. A group of crows is called a murder. A group of elephants is called a parade. A group of rats is called a herd.
0: We're not going to play your sick mind games, you bedazzled schmuck. Right, you guys?
3: As Hope turns to her friends for reassurance, Geltry slams his buzzer.
0: Oh, 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 I know this one! A group of goats are a herd, not rats, silly.
3: Ding, 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 that's right a Mexi. <laughs> a herd is not a group of rats.
1: Herd can also be applied to elephants as well as other livestock. Mexi Wasn't he, she, let me check my notes. Whatever he wants to be called, he pumps his fist into the air in victory at one point appearing on his podium screen. A group of rats are called a mischief.
0: Fitting. Wait, hold on, no. We are not playing along with this guy's whole thing.
2: What if the prize is freedom?
1: Hope's right, you guys. We need to focus on the problem at hand and establish what we know. We know that none of us remember how we got here, but perhaps... Round two! Remington is the god of rats, Stuart Little is the false prophet... Scarfield is the traitor. Scarfield isn't real, silly. He's just some funny cat on the TV sometimes. That's correct,
3: Mr. Raddington. Scarfield (laughs) is but the one who lurks beyond the veil of reality, the ever-hungry one.
2: I think he just hates Wednesdays. And how do you even know all this stuff?
1: I know everything, Francis. At least what's on these note cards. No, you're right. That's too specific a piece of information, unless you can talk to rats, which I doubt for the most part. And are you able to see beyond this studio set? Frank follows Vin's gaze and sees nothing but
3: darkness, but a glint catches his eye. A speck of color? I mean, no.
2: Not really. Everything seems kind of contained and pretty organized. I mean, come on, the set has immaculate aesthetic, yet I should see more support beams or wires, but it's all either pretty well hidden or
3: All right folks we have the final round Frank Stad is Cruno Mars's manager Frank Stad is an opportunistic CEO at Wildfire Frank Stad is an immoral businessman who ruined the bond of Frank's one good friend
0: Obviously he's a corpo involved with Aegis why else do you think we've been planning to kill him
1: Wait Hold on, how does he know about the-
0: Frank's dad is Krono Mars's manager?
3: Ding, ding, ding! Frank's father, Lord, is possibly and probably involved in a world-ending weapon and is involved with those silly corporate schmucks at Aegis, so correct. Frank grimaces, uncomfortable. Pulling at his ever-tightening collar the lights seem to set their gaze and burn judgment at him. Or perhaps it was his imagination?
2: Guys, we still haven't decided that yet. L- let's just drop it, please.
0: That was very uncool of you, Geltry.
3: Hope points an accusing finger and lurch- lurches towards Mr. Poppy's face.
0: And again, how the sweet, savory f*** do you know any of this? And why the f*** do I keep getting censored?
3: And that's the end of the game, folks. Let's take a peek at those scores. Hmm. The gene bearers look down and see the numbers. Geltry, Hope, and Vin, including Rat, all have one point. An unhatched egg served nicely for Frank. Well, ain't that how it is, folks. Looks like our pal Franks here received the short end of the stick. If only he was a little quicker. Frank rubs the back of his head and smiles, though it doesn't seem to meet his eyes.
2: Well, I guess I can make it up for you next game. Second time's the charm, as they say. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, as they say, don’t get your tinsel in a tangle. A, pop, a loud pop echoes as multicolored confetti, shaped as stars, swirls and hearts and various other funky shapes, Iridescent glitter and flailing streamers splatter the floor and coat the faces of clothes of hope, then and Gilchery. Startled, hope turns to the sound on her left and sees Frank. Well, to be more accurate, Frank's lower torso standing aside his podium. Frank's lower torso slumps over and lays at the foot of Geltry's podium. <laughs> all three staring at the corpse beside them, silence fills the room. That is until they all begin to scream in utter terror. Quite a great harmony, I might add. Ah, what the f- The camera cuts and zooms onto Mr. Poppy smiling at you. His eyes indeterminable, but you know what they are looking at you? Watching for something. Looks like it's time for our first commercial break. Stay tuned and don't move. We've got more thrills in store for you. The fun has
1: only just begun. And that is the first half of Mr. Poppy's marvelously stupendous psychedelic late night variety hour. Because uh, Yuz is planning on writing more. And uh, Yuz has some additional stuff that you can... uh, look into they have a spotify playlist that they put together for this fanfic uh, s- fanfic that has like a whole bunch of really cool songs that fit the vibe of this they also have some uh, pikru art that they posted of the characters as well as their own art of the characters and this uh this story all can be found in the discord and uh yeah you should super check it out yuz is not available for an interview at this time um, but we will, we're so happy that we got to read this because this is so cool. And I love can't playing wait for Mr. More. Poppy and that was fun. Yes, Nick is now Mr. Poppy forever and ever. Forever. It's his fault.
0: That's actually only how he's going to narrate from now on.
1: Good. That right. was awesome.
0: I love, I can't wait for more of this. I'm very sad that Frank was the first to die. I'm yes. just glad yeah, it wasn't I'm curious, me.
3: I'm curious who's going to win.
0: Me. Yeah, me, obviously. I I'm very interested to see if they turn on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and Listen, how, how long that takes I'll give you five bucks if
4: you let me win
1: I'm curious <laughs> to see if Ven or Rat are going to die separately from each other Oh,
0: oh that's, I think Rat's going to Many, many died. questions to be answered
1: mm-hmm. I love it very cool All right, on to the next and final one written by Leo again <laughs> Lilac.Jackson The Keith Logs which may be important to the story that unfolds in Divinity Rechambered soon because Keith is canon and Keith is going to kick Rat's ass.
0: Keith is canon. Yes,
1: Keith is a rival rat to Rat who hates Rat's guts and has his own religious beliefs and we'll take it from there. Log one. Day one,
3: one, 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 one. 1
0: He actually counted them.
3: I L M learn in g how to
1: type. Will come back later. Log 2 Day blank I have been practicing. I have only a little bit of time. I will write more when it is nighttime. Keith.
2: Log 3 Day 245 This is Keith. I do not remember much of my beginning days, but I can recall that for as long as I have known, I have been blessed with the ability to read and understand the script of the humans. I do not know how I have learned, and I do not know where I have come from, but for what may have been years, I have been attending this same building. I see the room filled up each day with small humans, children I presume, and they learn. Hidden within the room, I learn almo- I learn alongside them, amongst them. With whatever they leave, I use to build my skills. It is how I have begun visiting this other building. This building is much more hostile and cold, but it has remarkable things that I cannot explain, even with my vast vocabulary. Upon the technology, I have found and booted up this computer and begun writing my journals. When done with my small excursions, I returned to the sewers with my fellow rats. So much has happened in my life that I cannot possibly explain now, but I will say a few. I have fallen in love with a beautiful specimen. She is absolutely lovely and remarkable. There has been a newcomer among our population as of late. He was dumped here. (laughs) We all thought he was dead, but once awoken, it was clear that he was not like any other human. I am... Curious, but cautious. I am skeptical of who he is. That is all for now. Keith out.
0: Keith out. (laughs) Log four, day 378. I have found an easier way to correct my typing errors. Blessed be this day. Anyways, on to the topic at hand. They call him Rat, although we are all rats. I never understood, nor will I ever understand. I simply do not get why we worship this. This. Human, He's simply a human! Just because he claims to be one with the body of w- and one with the creatures of the sewers does not mean he is right. I am sure he is fooling us all. Why must he have all of the credit? Why must we praise and worship him? Just because he has the qualities of our god Remington? But let me ponder this, why must we look up to Remington? He has conquered human, but what about a god that can truly lead our species to greatness, to domination even? I have always believed that we rats need to learn how to fight. It is not a myth that we used to slay humans and creatures by the millions, but now, instead of with plague, we shall do it with might, with strength, with strategy. While everyone watched the sacred images of Remington, I have taken the time to begin learning (laughs) the ways of family, the ways of martial arts, the ways of Master Splinter. I shall deliberate on my thoughts and progress later, but it is a relief to be able to finally type my thoughts with enough skill and eloquence now. It is such a delight and ease. Until next time, journal.
4: Blog 5. Day 500.
0: No one believes in my abilities, but no matter what they say, I know they are simply wrong. Sure, I know that I am sort of beginner of this craft, but I know I can. I can do it! I can fight, damn it! If I were to duel any of my brethren, I would simply win. <laughs> if I were to go against Rat, I would be the victor. I do not understand why we praise him. Just because he parades in a human costume, I know I can. I must restrain myself from futile, unnecessary violence. Patience, Keith. The time will come, but until then, I train.
3: Log 6, day 759. My wife thinks I am a fool, but I still fight. <laughs> I cannot stop now, not after all of the work that I have done. Every night I spend time watching this this dedicated father, a real and true rat of a man, not only raise his mutant outcast children, but also teach them how to defend themselves, all while instilling useful life lessons. I praise thee, Master Splinter. I praise thee. Still, everyone thinks I am a fool. My wife complains that I did not do enough around the house. I tell her there is not much to do since we live in a sewer. (laughs) She says, I do not spend enough time with our kids, but in reality, I am. I am bettering myself to better them. I must sacrifice this this precious time to train in order to properly raise them, and they will love me all the more for it later. She does not understand this. I sleep by a different sewer right now, but later <laughs> she will understand. <laughs> I believe I am at a higher level now. I deem myself officially graduated from orange to purple belt. <laughs> Apparently, I must learn technology, but there are more ways to advance from purple to red to blue. <laughs> I will learn technology later. My ability to type has so has to suffice. It must be substantial enough for me now. I will learn the ways of the staff and then how to channel my anger and finally to lead. I have a long way to go. I log off now.
1: I must train. Log 7. Day 155. I am sick of this rat being, he is not one of us. He may be able to communicate with us, sleep like us, match our mannerisms, smell like us, but he is not one of us! If he was as noble as the others make him out to be, why has he not offered more than the occasional showers? The showers of this car wash, where we hide in the shadows, I am simply better! I want to bring us into the light. My time will come one day. I must lay low and hide myself as an ally. But this rat has been suspicious lately. Going on adventures and journeys with the enemy. Those that live above. He He has utilized Norbert's blessings already. Those are sacred. And he used it on those filthy surface walkers. I will avenge all that he has desecrated. Many lack hope in my abilities, but they will see. They will all see. I know I can fight. And then I, Keith, will be the next (laughs) Remington. The next rat.
2: Log 8. I must confess. I do not know how to count. (laughs) (laughs) I may have mastered the ways of written language, but Not of spoken language, nor the ways of mathematics. It all escapes my small yet simply genius rat brain. Regardless of whatever day it may be, I know one thing and one thing only. I will kick rat's ass. (laughs) I know, I know. My commentary as of late may be mistaken for envy, petty jealousy, but I assure you, Keith, the rat who is I, but... Uh, just in case uh, some other reader stumbles upon my entries I am a certified rat (laughs) that it is not Uh, I can see through his guise he's a charlatan I can see through his actions and motivations he has risked the lives of too many rats and for what? a few starving guy dinners? (laughs) shelter not only above the ground but stories high in the sky? friendship? friendship is strong it is mighty but not mighty enough to withstand my tiny rat fury. I have been practicing, sparring. I practice on empty cans and throwaway stuffed animals. I know how to break bones. Any effort (laughs) is futile compared to my hands. I'm a red belt now. I can see my improvement. Witness my growth, Remington, and let me shine before my rat brethren. May it arise soon, and that in front of the other friends of this rat, so that uh, they may be allies to me. And then, only then, can we free him, so I can then kick his ass properly once and for all.
0: Log nine. Rat has been missing for some time now. I have not been riding as often due to all the recent events. With Rat gone with his human friends, I have been able to take the role of leadership. There are still some rats on Remington's sides, but I have a sizable following of my own now we train. We worship Master Splinter. They all follow we now. In his absence, I shall rise. We are planning in the future to begin showering on our own accord. <laughs> oh, we've explored the sewers, and now I am sending rats onto the surface for reconnaissance. We will find better. Patience hath rewarded me. I will wait longer, and the time will arise where Rat and I will battle. I will defeat him. Keith out. Oh God! Listen, the <laughs> oh no! Fuck. He approaches. One of the only <laughs> criticisms I have for this this one is that there was not a log ten that I could read. Yeah, right. <laughs> one short. Note. I, I just, was like, "Are we gonna
3: make it?" And I just damn. wanted
0: one more, one more. <laughs> damn,
1: your one more will come when he arrives in the podcast and kicks Rat's ass.
0: I cannot wait, and now
2: I love. I love my favorite thing about this fic is how much of this could have been resolved if Keith simply spoke to yeah. Rat? <laughs> if he just like tried to have a conversation with him one time? Keith is <laughs> definitely that type of person who's like, while you were off partying,
3: I mastered I the, master the I don't
0: even know who you are. No, and poor poor Keith's wife. Yeah, yeah. Really, really the victim in all this. I was, not, the, I you was could, not
2: expecting You can do more around here. <laughs> sleeping wish, sewer <laughs> woman
1: sleeping by a I different drain.
0: I hope I hope Keith's wife is one of the only rats left that he can't like put get put to his side. Oh, like, no, honey, stop LARPing. Some... Come home. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think that. Keith's Rat, wife is wait. like the main like <laughs> Maybe is the main Remington priestess. I think that
3: I think that we might we're not going to get a Vin romance, but I think we can get a Rat romance with Keith's wife.
0: Yeah, no! I, think, oh I think. Oh my god! No! I think <laughs> Rat needs to accidentally take Keith's wife. And on that note,
6: uh, oh, that's, that's
0: the end of the fanfic, you final guys. Fan that we loved every minute of it. Oh We've laughed. We've cried. We thought. <laughs>
1: we thought. This was so much fun. Thank you all. Seriously. Thank you all so much. This like, oh man, it's surreal and it means the world to us. And like, just thanks for being here. You guys are so creative. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like seriously. Such
0: a mind fuck, honestly. And it was so good. You know what? Believe it or not. Really grateful.
3: Inspired for writing.
1: Yes. Nick has so many ideas that he can use against us now and incorporate into future stuff. Yeah, so so thank you. Yes, insane. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Nick's
0: gonna explode us into confetti dust. Yes. In real life.
1: And this isn't going to be the only fanfiction competition we do. I am I I don't know about the others, but I was planning on doing this yearly. Yeah, yeah no, no, I love it. I would love cause... to do
0: this as a yearly tradition. Yeah, maybe that's I when we can awesome. get
3: some follow-ups on some of these. Huh? Yeah, I would oh, love...
0: Yeah. Hopefully not. It doesn't take that long <laughs> for me to get some closure on some of these. Oh, but it makes it all better, these. right?
3: That's our Christmas gift. Yes.
0: Well, that's, that's not our only Christmas gift, but the Christmas gifts have gone out by now, if you're listening to Guys, this.
3: Guys, you're all a gift. Yes, <laughs> to me. Are you saying that to us or to our listeners? To our listeners.
0: And Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy Happy New New Year. Happy New Year.
3: Year. We've now said that. Mostly to the listeners. Three Three times. times Happy New Year,
0: but also thank you for spending a year with us. Happy, like, mid to late January, depending (laughs) on when this episode goes
1: out. Yeah, great. for the last time, seriously, thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. this was a delight. I loved it. All right, right. Keith
0: out. It's milking time. Keith out. It's milking time. No! (laughs)
1: No, that time has come to pass. Pony horse abuse
0: we'd like to take a moment to give a thanks to mogrit for creating the technomancers textbook and carl casey at white bat audio and our supporters without any of you this wouldn't be possible so if you like what we do and you want to see more rate and review us on itunes or check out and maybe follow us on instagram twitter or tiktok at wizards in pants see you next monday jean heads